guys, welcome to Weekend Extra. We are so glad you're here. We are here with the Bogue man himself uh, <laughs> talking about peacemaking. And as we're getting closer and closer to Christmas, we've been going through this series. And today was all on peacemaking. Yep. Your expertise, correct? Yeah, that yes. I am better at it than anybody yes. else ever. <laughs> <laughs> and last week he taught on humility. So it's yeah, like, that's you right. know, Those he's really hitting them both. are my strengths, really. Yes. So, <laughs> Jeff, I wanted to talk about this. You know, when you were teaching through peacemaking, mm -hmm. some of the things that were coming to mind for me weren't always these huge life-shattering issues and relationships yeah. or these big problems that could really quickly come to mind, but a lot of smaller things, you know, sometimes issues and friendships that I just like brush over or even ongoing struggles in my marriage that I know I need to address and be a peacemaker on, um, but don't always love to. Yeah. So I just wondered if you could talk a little bit more about that, like that everyday peacemaking or those smaller things, what that looks like. Yeah. So when, when you asked me that question, my mind jumped right to Philippians uh, that um, in our relationships, we should be like Christ by putting other people's interest above our own. And so I think that's the part of scripture that I would go to right there. And a lot of times in our, in our uh, day in, day out, uh, little conflicts, it's really about who gets their way and who believes their rights have been violated, right? So if I'm in a, an argument with a friend or a roommate because the, the dorm room's a mess, I didn't get my way and I believe my rights have been violated. So the scripture would say, well, put that person's interest above your own. So what is their interest? Can I serve them? Can I help them? Uh, can I do it for them? Can we do it together, right? So I'm looking for a way to outserve them instead of compete against them so that I win. Mm. Same thing with marriage. If I can outserve my spouse. So most of our conflicts is I believe that my rights have been violated or that my spouse didn't put my interest above theirs. So if you have two godly people who are both looking to say, how can I love you? How can I serve you? How can I give to you? It eradicates everything from we're not on time and I want to be to, you know, you didn't make me dinner or whatever it is, whatever that conflict is. Um, and then actually that, that concept cuts, it, it's everything from the little sparky things that we do. And then it cuts very deep into our relationships with each other. Uh, so uh, putting someone's interest above my own, I talked about this weekend, is really what it means to manage your expectations that I'm, I'm expecting to serve you and instead of expecting you to, to do for me what I wanted you to do for me, mm. right? So yeah, it all I thought integrates. a lot, even when you said that with manage expectations, like I think for me, I'll just share because I'm bad at this, is sometimes bitterness comes over me. Yep. You know, like these examples you're giving of these small things in relationships or someone said something and I've hung on to it and this like bitterness almost overtakes me that it, it doesn't allow me to manage my expectations because yeah. I'm like bitter. Yeah. So bitterness is it comes because you believe your rights have been violated. Yeah, that's so, definitely true. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to get it's after okay. you, you about it. You can diagnose me. I'm okay. Let me it. tell you your problem is <laughs> so I'm bitter I I'm bitter because I believe something was due me that was unjustly taken away from me. Mm -hmm. If I set that aside, see, which is what Christ did and what he would model, then it changes. So bitterness, it's different than me not trusting you. You hurt me, I don't trust you, right? Um, you, you, uh, you lied to me, I'm not gonna believe you next time. 
But when it's a word, when it's a phrase, when somebody didn't show up a certain way, when I believe you should have acted a certain way and you didn't, this is what happens in marriage a lot, then I believe something's due me that I didn't get. And so what Christ would say is, well, set that aside. He'd actually, Paul would say in Ephesians, you know, rid yourself of it. Uh, because Christ, it's it's a keeping a record of wrongs is what bitterness is. So he would say that's not love. Yeah. So all these little things, like they, they show up, it's it's the little stuff, and then it, it cuts into the deeper stuff. You get into woundedness and stuff like that, it gets a little bit more complicated, but your question was, how do I do it in the little things? I'm like, just like that. You yeah. know, If I'm looking to serve you, um, I'm not going to be real upset that you're not serving me. Hmm. That's a good challenge. I'll write that one down as All well. All right. You can get a tattoo of it if you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so one of the things you talked about uh, during the sermon, and you said this is an analogy that's so cheesy you'll remember it, and yeah. it's this whole brownie mix of – really putting on the table all the ingredients that you need to be a peacemaker and it's up to the person to pick them up. And one of them kind of slapped me across the face and I had said, this could be 10 sermons, just this one point of understanding. Right. How understanding is this huge piece in peacemaking. Because you really talked about that. Like when you know the deeper reason or why how someone was hurt and that's why they're hurting you or this deeper problem of why dad's acting this way or why my friend gets so mad at me whenever this conversation comes up. Um, Man, when I heard that, I thought of situations in my life and was like, that's, that's a tough challenge to really get in and understand someone's heart. Right. Um, How do I start? Like, where do you even begin? If when I'm looking at the ingredient list and I'm like, man, I need to work on this. Where do I begin with that? So you you begin with a sincere a sincere love. So if I truly love you, then I want to know you. And that's a, a husband and a wife, that's a friendship, that's two people in the body of Christ, it's everything. If I truly love you, I wanna know you. Um, as I get to know you, my responses to you will change. So a godly response changes as understanding deepens right? So if you strike out at me and I don't know you or understand you, my godly response may be simply to turn the other cheek. Mm -hmm. As I understand you and get to know you more, my godly response might be compassion. It might be confrontation with truth. It it may be trying to restore a sister who has fallen into sin, right? It just depends. So I, I start by asking questions. One of the things I think is important is that everybody has a story and if I can put your interest above my own and get to know your story, it helps a ton. I am a person who is anxious to tell my story or hates if there's quiet or tension, so I'll fill the space with my story, right? Yeah. So if I can patiently listen, if I can listen first, speak second, all those passages of Scripture and draw that story out, other people like to talk about themselves the way that we do. And so they'll, they'll start to tell it to it. Then, then what happens is you gain wisdom and understanding as you get to know a person. And so like um, your, your friend, you know, your hypothetical friend, like they're nuts. Well, then you meet their mom and you're like, oh. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that happens? Yeah. You're you, right. You, when you're diving further into someone's life and seeing those things, it gives you such an aha moment. Yeah. And, 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 it, and you start to have insight. You get into the deep waters of their lives and you start to have insight, you start to get discernment, uh, you start and to- strangely have compassion. 
right. over the person that you could be frustrated with right. once you start to see that. So you start putting yourself in their shoes, right? Man, if my family was that, or you can even become, you can even become proud of them. You, you start, instead of looking at their shortcomings, you're like, man, how do you even function? You, I don't know if you ever had a friend like that. You're like, what you have overcome. Right. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. So relationship, time, questions, understanding, love, patience, like it, it, it brings out the depth of someone's life and it, it allows us to kind of orchestrate our, our um, reaction to them. By the way, this is where the Lord says specifically to husbands, husbands are to live with their wives in an understanding way. And that's what that means. Like we're, as a husband, I am to, to mine out the depths of Heidi's heart to understand what she's like and what she feels and what her her dreams and aspirations are as well as her pain and her wounds. Mm. And then I position myself as a husband. Uh, this is what I want to do. I'm not very good at it all the time, but what I want to do is position myself to heal and to help in, in those areas, or the Bible would say to refine, right? And I think you can flip that for a wife too. So it, it, it's just the key to it. And, it, and it, it shows us how to apply truth to a given relationship. Well, thanks for your wisdom on that, Jeff. And I know that for so many of us, as we're going into Christmas, really just being prayerful, um, especially with this sermon, just of what it looks like to be a peacemaker in our families and in our relationships. So that's our prayer for you guys. We're excited for you to be processing this sermon. And we'll see you back here next week on Weekend Extra. Weekend Extra.